The summer months are often a time when families travel together, perhaps vacation, a family reunion, or just a quick trip to grandma's house. These road trips can either be miserable or days when wonderful memories are made. What a picture of all of life. We are just passing through this world and families must learn how to enjoy the Lord and one another as we make the journey together. We are taking a summer road trip through the book of Philippians, the book of Christian joy, and discovering principles to help our homes. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. I've told you already that the book of Philippians is my favorite book of the Bible, but today I want to bring your attention to my favorite chapter in my favorite book. Perhaps you've heard people discuss having a life verse. I think it's very good to have a life verse. I have adopted Philippians chapter 3 as my life chapter. And that really happened not by, by choice, but more by the good providence of God early in my life as a very young man, going through a season of of real uh, spiritual searching and struggle. And by the way, we all go through those seasons, and they're good for us. But during that season in my life as a young man, God brought me to Philippians chapter 3. And in fact, I spent so much time in this chapter of the Bible that I ended up committing it to memory, not even by trying, but just by reading it and and, uh, spending so much time in it. I love Philippians chapter 3. Here's how it begins. Finally, my brethren. Now, you'll notice by just a cursory glance at the book of Philippians that the Apostle Paul is only halfway through the book. Uh, There are four chapters in the book of Philippians, and so he's like most preachers saying finally when he's really not through. Uh, But the reason he says finally is not because he's at the end, but rather because he's bringing the believer to the bottom line. It's like Solomon saying, let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Uh, let's let's get to the heart of it. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Again and again, he just keeps bringing us back to this great theme in the book of Philippians of Christian joy, of choosing to rejoice, of obeying the command to rejoice and to find our joy in the Lord alone. I truly am praying uh, that those who are studying this book with us right now, those who are listening to these episodes, will learn the secret a wonderful joy of having Christ in his rightful place, both in your heart and in your home. Finally, brethren, rejoice in the Lord. So that's how it begins. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 1. And here's how the chapter ends. Philippians chapter 3, verse 21. Who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Uh, The chapter opens in our present, and it closes in our eternity. It, It begins right where we are rejoicing in the Lord, and it ends where we're going to be rejoicing with the Lord in his presence someday. But what's the common denominator? At the beginning of the chapter and at the end of the chapter, like bookends on this amazing section of the book of Philippians, It is all about Christ. My friend, can I tell you that Paul's story was all about Christ, that this chapter is all about Christ, and that, yes, the Christian life is all about Christ. It is, Philippians 3, verse 1, a life in the Lord, and it is ultimately a life, Philippians 3, verse 21, unto himself. 
It's much like Paul writing to the church at Rome and saying in Romans 11, verse 36, For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Every good thing comes from him. Every day is sustained by him. And in the end, we all come full circle back to him. It is all about Jesus Christ. I remember years ago hearing a man that I greatly admire, leading in a public prayer. And I'll never forget the way he began the prayer. He simply said this, Lord, we thank you for yourself. And that's a a fascinating way to express it, but there's a great truth in it. We thank the Lord for so many things, but when was the last time you simply thanked the Lord for the Lord, for himself? In the next book of the Bible, Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, verse number 4, Paul would say that Christ was his life. He said, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear. May I ask, is Christ your whole life? Is Jesus Christ, from start to finish, from beginning to end, what matters most to you? Because that is the essence of the Christian life. And yes, that is the essence of the Christian home. For the next few studies, I want to walk through Philippians chapter 3 with you and talk with you about what makes a home Christian. I think that's a legitimate question. What does make a home Christian? You know, some people think they have a Christian home because of what they take out of it. So they get out of it the, the dirty media, they get out of it the, uh, the liquor, they get out of it the wickedness and the worldliness, and they think because they get all the wrong things out that suddenly they have a Christian home. Now, that may not be a Christian home at all. In fact, it may be a religious home. It may be a moral home. It may be a very sterile type environment. Uh, it may look good on the outside, but it may be the furthest thing from a Christian home because a Christian home, like a Christian life, is not about what you take out of it. It is about what you put into it. May I say that Philippians 3 is all about Christ having his rightful place in our lives. And when the Lord Jesus Christ is is the start and the finish. In the last book of the Bible, Christ himself testifies that he is the Alpha and the Omega. That's the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. He is A to Z. He said, I'm the first and the last. I'm the beginning and the end. In other words, he's the starting point, he's the ending point, and he is every point in between. When the Lord Jesus Christ is that to us, then, my friend, you have a truly Christian home. You see... You can follow a list of do's and don'ts. You can be very religious. You can follow all the rules. You can have lots of regulations. But if you do not have the Lord Jesus Christ in his rightful place, then you do not have a Christian home. So let's back up for just a moment. Are you a Christian? Maybe that's the most obvious place to start. Are you a believer? Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? That begins by putting our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus as our personal Savior. But in fact, the believers in the book of Acts were not called Christians because they had simply professed faith in Christ. They were called Christians because they lived as followers of Jesus Christ. So my friend, you're not really living the Christian life if you are not this day following the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's all start here. Know for sure that you've put your faith in Christ and then determine every day to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Live the Christian life. Then take that principle and apply it to your home, to your family. What does it mean to have a Christian home? It means more than simply every member of the family has professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that ought to be a goal. That's a starting point. 
You ought to pray and labor and believe God for the salvation of every member of your family. But just because they're going to heaven with you someday doesn't mean that your home is what it ought to be on this day. So the Christian home is more than all of us simply saying we are Christians. What makes something Christian? Christ does. You're not a Christian without Christ, and you do not have a Christian home without Christ. And Philippians 3 brings us back to this simple and most profound truth, and it is this, that without Christ we have nothing, and with Christ, praise God, we have everything. Before our next study, I hope you'll spend some time in Philippians chapter 3. Maybe even read it out loud on your knees and pray your way through it. Begin with these words, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. And then let it lead you to this great truth. He is able even to subdue all things unto himself. May God in heaven teach us what it means to truly be Christians and then to have a Christian home. What can you take away from this study of God's Word? Where do you need to apply truth to your own life and family? God's Word is the guidebook for this journey of life, and we sincerely pray that you will follow it. Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org for additional resources for your home and Christian life. Plan to join us again on our next study and encourage all of your family to make the summer road trip with us. May God bless you and those you love today.